In a world filled with big sports companies and high-end production podcasts comes a group of guys who paid five bucks for this intro. Welcome to Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Eat, Sleep, Fantasy Football Podcast. Why did you say in slow motion, Eat, Sleep, Fantasy? That's just that's what we are. I got I got to pause. There's little there's little um, periods in between. So it's eat, sleep, fantasy, football podcast. I am your co-host tonight or today or this afternoon, Dale Demont. With me is Armando Crespo. You just said your last name. Yeah, I never say my last name. Okay. Well, I was trying to go for like um, you know like Madonna. She doesn't use her last name like in fantasy. Like it's just Dale. So you just go by DeMont on the podcast? No, Dale. You said DeMont. I said Dale DeMont. Did you? I only heard DeMont. (laughs) (laughs) This episode, it sucks already. Um, We are burrito, burrito burrito-less. We are burritos. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have burrito today. He is off. We gave him the day off. Uh, He needed to tend to uh, some other stuff, not fantasy related. Um, Mondo, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm I'm good. (laughs) I'm fine, man. I'm ready to to roll on this podcast, get this thing out of the way. Yeah, I do want to mention something really quick. Just get it out of the way. Last episode, you said Jimmy Graham was one of the best tight ends of all time. Yep, he's ranked number 20 right now. (laughs) With with a nice career still ahead of him, I can see him finishing in the top 15. (laughs) Jesus Christ. All right. Um, He's really fucking good. Yeah. Especially earlier in his career, obviously Russell Wilson hurt him, but whatever. Anyways, um, today we are talking about uh, guys that we're not drafting. And it's not, when we say this, we're not saying we are not going to draft this guy ever. We're saying at the current ADP, we are not finding ourselves drafting him in mocks and in real leagues and stuff like that. So um, we're going to go over that today. We also have some news and some notes that are always interesting. And along with that... Uh, we really got nothing else for you. I think this might be a quick episode. We just wanted to say hi to everybody. Stay consistent. Um, we appreciate everybody listening. We have been doing podcasting. <laughs> We've been doing podcasting for about a year now, so we appreciate all the listeners. We have a ton of them that stay, that have stuck around since episode one, and uh, and now we're like on episode one twenty six. I so think you've been stuck around. Stuck around. <laughs> Come on, up. man, get it together. <laughs> Brito usually does all the talking, and uh, I usually just agree with him. But since he's not here, um, the airwaves are going to fill be filled with my voice. Why not mine? Because you don't talk enough. All right, fair enough. I got to push you along. Another thing, uh, a couple quick housekeeping issues. Um, we are on Twitter at Eat Sleep FF. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram as well. Our website, eatsleepfantasy.com. WWW is not required, I've been told. And if you guys are going to go and shop on Amazon anytime between now and whenever, go to our homepage on our website and just click the Amazon link, and it'll take you to Amazon like normal, and then you can buy whatever you want. It doesn't cost you anything, but it helps out the podcast. Maybe we will buy myself some voice lessons, maybe Armando... Uh, some lessons on how to speak into the microphone because he's look you know you're not even, you're about to talk and you're not even close whoa, to the microphone <laughs> exactly whoa. that's all our listeners here the whole time <laughs> um and so we're let's go 
get into some news. By the way, we get all our news from PlayerLine. It's a it's an app and a website, I believe, but we use the app a lot. And what it does, it aggregates all the news outlets all into one app. So you basically go in the app and you get news instantly from all the major news outlets for sports. And you get the news alerts very quick, usually before your buddies in your fantasy league. I use it a lot just so I can get the notifications. They say, hey, so-and-so got a concussion in practice. I go pick up his handcuff really quick and I win. Yeah, it's really crucial the day after waivers clear. Yeah, definitely. All right, so let's go into news really quick. Um, Prashard Perryman is expected to be ready for week one. Is that muy importante? No. I mean, yeah. no, it's no, it's not. Yeah, Mike Wallace all the way. Uh, Corey Davis is going to be ready for week one as well. Is that important? I like Corey Davis. I've liked him uh, early in the offseason here. So, yeah, I think now that he's su- suspected to play week one, I'm excited for Corey Davis. Can you rate the Tennessee Titans for me, the, the wide receivers? Who's uh, who's the guy you're going to target the most in drafts? Sorry, I just threw that out there. Yeah. Uh, I think Corey Davis, if he is clear, we haven't seen enough, enough of him at all, but I think if he's ready, I really like him. I think he is, I think he's a special talent. I think he might be one for me. Okay. Yeah, I'm, o- I'm all over Richard Matthews again. Another year with um, – Mariota should really help him. Right. And Derek, uh, Eric Decker, I think, is last behind Delaney Walker, right? I just don't see it. He's injury prone. I, I want no part of him. He's on my undraftables list. Okay. Um, Jordan Matthews is on track for week one, possibly. Good sign. Yep. Yeah. They're cautiously optimistic, which uh, that's how I draft him, cautiously optimistic. I like Jordan Matthews a lot. Yeah, I think he's going to be like a – like week five waiver pickup, it's going to end up like, cause he's not going to do anything cause he has absolutely zero reps with Tyrod Taylor's whole preseason. Yeah. So it's going to yeah. take a while for him to get his, Maybe. I don't think it'll be that long. I think you draft him and he'll start off slow week one, maybe half a week two. And, uh, and then he'll pick up. He's an asset to that team. Well, yeah, they don't have anyone else. Uh, Joe Flacco could be on track to play week one. I think that helps everyone around him. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Ryan Mallett. Ugh. Um, Matt Forte is on the trading block. What are we going to do with that? Does that mean nothing? No, we're still the only jet we're going to draft, regardless what the rumors are, is our Bilal Powell. And I'm even iffy on Bilal Powell. I don't feel like we've talked at all. Anyone's talked at all about Matt Forte. No, no, not at all. Yeah. Bilal Powell's a guy to own over there for sure. And he's aging. Uh, It seemed like towards the end of the season, he was losing his job a little bit anyways. Bilal Powell is just so much younger and faster. He's just as good ball catcher, maybe not in Matt Forte's prime, but I think Bilal Powell is a very good pass catcher. Matt Forte is still averaging over four yards a carry this preseason, so he's still viable. Might be a nice little sleeper, just something to keep in track of. Something to keep track of. Um, Jordan Taylor is going to be the likely number three wide receiver in Denver. Yeah, they don't really ever throw the number three <laughs> wide receiver, so who cares? Yeah, Wait, um, I'm not worried about that. Yeah, Demarius Thomas um, still is a practicing, but he should be playing Week One. I don't think it really matters right now. No, it doesn't matter. Keep an eye on it, though, um, as you draft, especially if you have a draft close, closer to week one, you know, after Memorial Day weekend. If he's still out and he still hasn't played, maybe, like, maybe, you know, sometimes these injuries are a little worse than what's let on. So just keep an eye out. All right, so these two news pieces go hand in hand. Vance McDonald, Vance McDonald <laughs> was traded to the Steelers. Okay. Um, is that important, and where does he rank for you now? Uh, 
I think well, we talked about this a little bit before the pod, and I agree that uh, Vance McDonald is about where he was. I don't think he's going to have a much any much more fantasy production than he already does. Jesse James probably stays the same as well. I don't see any either of these guys taking a huge step forward or back. And the rookie Greg Kittle's in place to take a spot over in San Francisco right now. Um, still nothing moves around for me right now. No, uh, Kittle's definitely on my radar now, though, for sure. Um, he I know. on my radar at all before. No, he wasn't. I, I think some of the 49ers faithful uh, were like liking him more and more in the offseason. He wasn't on my radar, to be honest with you, but I'm keeping one eye on him. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not drafting either one. I think Vance McDonald has a better chance to succeed between the two. So if I have to draft one, it's going to be Vance. Okay. Um, and that kind of does it for the news today. That's it? Huh. Kind of a dry day. I mean, especially with preseason week four coming in and cuts, it's going to be a little dry for the next couple of days, right. and then everything's going to hit us. Yeah. Bam. Bam. Um, okay. Uh, before we start really quick, I want to talk a little bit about BK Fantasy Sports. Uh, we've been talking about them all season. I say, I think I say that every episode, but we have been talking about them all season. BKFantasySports.com. Uh, basically, you design your own logo or just give them your team name and they'll design something for you. So, you know, you email them all, you know, all through their website. You email them your um, team name and they take care of everything for you. So they'll put it on a polo, a hoodie, a sweatshirt, whatever you want for men or women. It's really, really simple. Um, you can have it within a week or two. Uh, the quality is great. I know that for a fact because I actually have seen the shirts myself and they're great shirts. Uh, they were also an official sponsor of the national fantasy football conference that we went to. Um, man, that was like, that was over a month ago. That's yeah, crazy. Time, time flies. Ago. But again, if you guys want to check them out, go to bkfantasysports.com. They're a good partner of ours and we appreciate it. And we would appreciate you if you gave them some love. That's a good deal. I appreciate that. That was a good. That was a good ad. Yeah. Thanks. All right. So let's get into... Um, we're, when we talk about undraftable, we're talking about guys that are going above their ADP or, or we're not drafting at their current ADP is what I mean. So for instance, uh, I'll just give you a quick scenario for me personally, and we'll talk about this later. Leonard Fournette is a 21st overall off the board, 11th running back off the board. For me, I'm not drafting him because personally, I don't think he's the 11th best running back in the draft, I would take Christian McCaffrey over him, Lamar Miller, Isaiah Crowell, um, even maybe even Delvin Cook ahead of Leonard Fournette. And now that's probably not a popular opinion, but when we're talking about undraftable and do not draft, this is exactly what we're talking about. Leonard Fournette, I would for sure draft as, you know, maybe in the third round, in the back of the third round. That's when I would draft him. So he's not undraftable. He's just undraftable at the current ADP. And I think Armando has some similar takes too. So we're going to kind of go through, um, I want to go through some running backs and then we can go through some wide receivers, quarterbacks. We've talked about it plenty of times. Every, nearly every single quarterback on the list is going way too early. We've said wait on quarterback and we really mean it. So when we talk about any of the top, I don't know, 10 guys, their ADPs are just way too low for us. Yeah. But I would like to talk about the ranks too. I just feel like there's a couple quarterbacks i feel like we should talk about today okay well, we can do just that one just one in particular right, let's start it off who do you want to talk about with quarterbacks yeah just tom go, brady go he's going as a second quarterback tom brady, board. probably the greatest quarterback ever right possibly okay so who's ending his career little by little um Edelman. everybody's ending their career little <laughs> by little <laughs> yeah but he, he's he's gonna be done in the next year or two and um no way he's playing at least four or five more years 
oh, okay, wait till the season. He's going as a second quarterback off the board over Drew okay. Brees and Matt Ryan. Okay. Um, there's not a lot of upside, I feel like, except Tom Brady right now. Um, he usually starts off pretty hot and then sizzles away in the playoffs, and you end up losing a game and not winning a championship. Um, so for him to be going over Drew Brees and 10 rounds before Drew, I mean, 10 picks before Drew Brees, I think it's a little crazy. Yeah, I'm not sure about the pick. Uh, like you said, Tom Brady, the 22nd overall. Man, that's you know that's in the second round. That's like that's really that's extreme. I mean, yeah. I guess you know Brandon Cooks is there, and you know well, we're gonna have Randy Moss all over again. But I just don't see that happening again. I mean, 22 overall, and Drew Brees is at 32 overall. I would be more comfortable taking both of them around 32 overall if I had to. And yeah. I, again, I'm waiting on quarterbacks, but Tom Brady should. Should not be drafted in the second I mean, round. Russell as Wilson good as he is. is going. What is it? Twenty five more picks behind Tom Brady, yeah, two and rounds. he's yeah. finished out inside top five five years in a row up until last year, where he, you know, had a yeah. little hobbled by injuries. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, I just think Tom Brady right now is extremely overvalued, and I mean, if you see him on your board in the second round, you run, run really fast. I'd yeah. rather have Devontae Parker than Tom Brady in drafts, and I think you would agree with that. Not for that in the second round, obviously. Right, but. right. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. And that's what we're doing. I mean, when we talk about waiting on quarterbacks, yeah, we're talking about getting guys like Devontae Parker yeah. and getting somebody that, you know, like Cam Newton, Andrew Luck, Marcus Mariota, stuff like that. Like I mean, Cam Newton 10 rounds later. 15th round in one of my drafts. Yeah. Cam Newton. Yeah, yeah. He's one year removed from being the top quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. If you see Cam Newton go in the 15th round, you feel pretty stupid about taking somebody like Russell Wilson in the third or fourth. <laughs> right yeah no, I, I did i really did <laughs> yeah then that's that's why you wait anyways let's go right into some running backs and then we'll do um we will do some wide receivers um so i guess we really talked about leonard fournette so we're not going to go too much in it i like where he's currently being drafted so he's not on my undraftables list i think you know he's going to get sure. the carries and i believe you know getting the carries is the first battle and yeah i think me and you argue way too much on the podcast we probably argue more on the podcast than in real life. No, we just kind of sit and look at each other in real life. <laughs> don't say anything. <laughs> um, so um, I don't want to, I'm going to not argue with you. I'm going to respect your opinions. Okay. Um, so the first guy I personally want to talk about is Joe Mixon. I mean, he's been dropping little by little, but um, he's currently the 18th player off the board, th- 18th running back off the board, yeah. 36 overall. Sure. Um, I just don't see it. There's guys behind him like Ty Montgomery or Amir Abdullah, Kareem Hunt. Obviously, Kareem Hunt's going to move up a little bit, but there's at least three guys I'd rather have over Joe Mixon right now. And Jeremy Hill has gotten the majority of the work so far this preseason. Yeah. I mean, Jeremy and he Hill looks is... just as good as Mixon. Yeah, Jeremy Hill looks. Mixon is good. I mean, he's a talent. We're, let's not let's not devalue that at all. It's just Jeremy Hill is still there. He's going to get the touchdowns. Unfortunately, in fantasy a lot of points don't come between the twenties. Right. Right. Um, but then you guys, yeah, I mean, like you said, you have guys like Amir Abdullah. I love CJ Anderson over Joe Mixon. I like Ty Montgomery over him. Kareem hunt. Of course he's moving up, but he's, you know, he's going to be taken. Um, even somebody like, I guess we'll talk about Doug Martin in a second. Yeah. But somebody like Doug Martin, Bilal Powell. Yeah. Bilal Powell even. Okay. Let, Perkins? Let's, let's take a time out here. Sure. Doug Martin. Yes. If you look at it in the perspective of you will get zero points for three weeks, you have to sit on him mm-hmm. for three weeks. That caught co- like that's that costs you money, right? Yeah, for him to just be sitting on your bench. Sure. Is he still a 
running your third running back on your team. He's hopefully my number two running back on my team. Your second, your second picked running back. Yeah, okay. the way I'm drafting. And then okay, and then who's, I'm taking Jacquez Rogers, McFadden, Alfred Morris. You know, like there's plenty of guys. You know, you can get Terrence West, Robert Kelly, Jacquez Rogers, Perrine, Duke Johnson. To granted that you can get a good value in wide receiver, if yeah. if the draft goes that way. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I I am Hill. I am way more comfortable with him as my RB three. Right now, Doug Martin is going 69th overall, 27th running back off the board. Um, so yeah, if, okay, but I'm not. I I find I'm not getting him because I'm not going running back, running back, running back. And in that case, he's not going to be available to me. Well, you know, my argument in taking Doug Martin at this at this current position is you look at everyone's available, everyone that's available after him, and which one of those guys has the potential to be a top five guy? Sure, some guy could put it all together and do it, sure. you know, randomly, but who has the best chance? Yeah, and who's done it? No, Doug uh, Martin. Yeah, let's. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. With the twenty fifth running back to the thirty fifth running back taken. I'm going to list these names, and you tell me who has the best chance. Even say who has the best chance to who be has a better top. chance than Doug Martin, or who no, no, has no who has a better who has a good who has the best chance out of everybody. I'm going to talk about sure that that can finish in the top ten. Okay, okay. I'll list these guys: Mike Gillisley, Bilal no, Powell, no chance. Doug Martin, Adrian Peterson, Legarrette Blunt, Paul Perkins, Derek Henry, Frank Gore, Danny Amendola. Robert Kelly and Terrence West. You said the, Danny Amendola. I did say Danny Amendola. <laughs> Danny Woodhead. <laughs> Those ten guys right there. It's an easy, easy, clear decision that Doug Martin has the biggest, best chance to be in to finish inside the top ten. The only guy that I could see that might do it is Derrick Henry because of possible injury to Murray. Right. But that's it. Granted injury. Yes. Danny Woodhead, I think, has a chance here. Don't look. I think Danny Woodhead. I'm, I don't like Danny I'm Woodhead. I'm Dale. Go ahead. I don't like Danny Woodhead, but he can get, he can catch a shitload of balls and be very valuable, especially in PPR, or he'll just suck. He's injured right now, Dale. He has a hamstring injury before the season He's, started. He'll be ready to play. There's no indication that he is. He won't be I'm going to gonna be worried. He's. Not on track right now, Dale. He is on track to play week one. I'm sure, he's on track to play week one. He's not on what, track what this season. He already has a hamstring injury. What do you mean he's not on track? That doesn't make any sense. He's going to play week one. He's not on track to finish the season. I'm just saying. That's you not have, no you should be very weary about that. That should definitely yes. raise some eyebrows. And that's if why. A guy who just came off a hamstring tear, and that's you do why not he, want That's him. why he's going 85th overall. Because of that reason. Yeah, of course. Still he, high. He's on my undraftables list for me. No, I understand. And I don't like him either. I'm just saying he has a shot. If he ends up being the guy that we think he could be for Joe Flacco, he can catch a shitload of balls. In PPR, and, sure, maybe. Yeah, he has a good chance inside the top 10. I want to say good chance. He has a chance to be top 10 in PPR. These other guys, Frank Gore doesn't have a shot in Sure, hell. Paul Perkins, I think, possibly has a chance. If he puts a small it, chance. If, yes, we don't know what he can do. Carry right. load a full season. Right. If he can put it together, yes, he has. He's the, he's the biggest unknown between all these guys. If Mark Ingram somehow misses games... Adrian Peterson has a great shot. Have you seen Alvin Kamara? He has been sensational in the preseason. If Mark Ingram misses any time, Adrian Peterson is a man to come in there. You can't deny that. <laughs> I don't know why I laughed at coming there. <laughs> You're a little kid. Um, all right, let's move up or down. Who do you want to bring up, Dale? I have a couple of guys I want to talk about that we kind of skipped over. Okay. Who do you want to talk about? I think Mark Ingram. 
and C.J. Anderson. That little bubble right there makes me a little nervous. Yes. Mark Ingram's currently uh, 49th player off the board, 20th running back, and C.J. Anderson's right behind him. 21st running back off the board, 46th overall. And both those guys make me nervous for the same reasons. There's some really good players behind him. You know, Adrian Peterson, C.J. Anderson's Jamal Charles, Devontae Booker, and Harrison, like Henderson that you talked about yesterday. Alvin Kamara has looked awesome. So both those guys, I do, I'm not touching. Even if they fall to me in the 10th round, I'm just like, mm, there's not enough upside there. It's going to be too much work uh, yeah. spread around. Yeah, no, I really like C.J. Anderson this year. Um, he, I know he's good like, when he's had the chance, but Jamal Charles makes me a little nervous. I know he's old, but he doesn't. Jo- C.J. Anderson has never had a – uh, a year where he's averaged less than four yards per carry and four yards per carry was his lowest before that he was at 4.7 and 5.4 yards per carry and last year yes he was limited to seven games but still i mean he is what that exactly what that offense needs there really isn't a real threat to the rookies i know there's other people in the backfield but they're not threats if cj anderson's job to keep i'm not worried about Char- if he's Jamal a workhorse Charles. back i'm you know fine i'm all on board but I just don't know if they're going to do that. They never, they've never, they never fully committed to him as a workhorse. Yeah. As long as he doesn't fumble, I think he's okay. I'm not worried about Jamal Charles at all. And Devontae Booker is eh. Like, I mean, he's okay, but he's not going to overtake C.J. Anderson. And then D'Angelo Henderson is the last guy. Well, I've already talked about him. I, I do like him, but he's not going to – I don't think he'll make an impact until, if any, until the very end of the year if something happens. Yeah. I guess we kind of wrapped it up with running backs. I mean, we can go a little deeper and say we're not drafting Matt Forte and stuff like that, but um, that's not really very bold. Uh, let's talk I, really quick just to end sure. uh, with running well, backs. I kind of want to talk about Christian McCaffrey at 12th overall, 12th running back off the board. All right, really quick. Let's talk about Frank Gore first. Neither one of us are really drafting Frank Gore. I mean, maybe, probably not. There's not a lot of upside there. No. I, I'd rather have Marlon Mack. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. Or Turbin. Exactly. Both of them have way more upside. Yeah, uh, Frank Gore, and I think Christian brought this up in a previous podcast, Frank Gore is going to be in the top 20 just because he has a chance to play every single game. And if he averages three yards a carry and you know a touchdown every other game and he plays all 16 games, he's going to be in the top 20. <laughs> like yeah. that's, but it, you're not going to win championship. No, exactly, exactly. You can't, you're not going to win games having seven points, you know, seven points from a week, so... I'm not drafting him for that. Yes, he's reliable, six, seven points, but that's it. Yeah, I mean, I've drafted where I'm looking for a Frank Gore just because I just completely punted on RB2, and Frank Gore would fill that hole just fine. I need those seven points just to make sure I have seven points. Fill that hole? Yeah. You really want that? He he would come right inside of it. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, and I just want to skim over Christian McCaffrey. I think having really seen – haven't – Having not really seen him and not him not really being the workhorse with Jonathan Stewart, I think him going as a 12th running back off the board, I think it's kind of crazy. It's the same thing with it's, Joe Mixon, same argument. Jonathan Stewart's still getting the same amount of work he was last year. Yeah. Yeah. So, D- Jonathan Stewart is going to limit Christian McCaffrey's ability. Again, this is a good – Christian McCaffrey, I think, is a decent play in PPR. These guys – some of these PPR guys don't have to be the touchdown guys to be valuable. I think Christian McCaffrey is going to catch a lot of balls. He's very versatile. And, um, okay. What question? Sure. Name game or what are we calling it? Yeah. Um, this, this or, that. or that, this or it's, that, yeah. this or yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. And we've um, been calling it that for over a year now. I don't listen to the pod. <laughs> All right. So, uh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> I was going to make a joke, but I decided not to. <laughs> okay. 
Um, so let's go with Christian McCaffrey first. Okay. Would you rather have Christian McCaffrey or Marshawn Lynch? Christian McCaffrey for the upside. Yeah, I I agree with that. Um, Christian McCaffrey or Leonard Fournette? Christian McCaffrey, I think. Really? I think so, yeah. You really don't like Leonard Fournette? I don't. Do you want to make an e-bet on this? Sure. What do you want? We are most points for the season. Simple. Fournette or McCaffrey? I take Fournette. I'll take McCaffrey. <laughs> e-bet. <laughs> I like my sound effects. Yeah, it's and good. These are good, too. Um, Lamar Miller or Christian McCaffrey? Lamar Miller. Isaiah Corral or Christian McCaffrey? It's getting closer. Um, I think Crowell. Yeah, me too. I'm def- I'm definitely on the Crowell train. Yeah, and that's where it stops. And then everybody else that you're going to name, I think I have. Okay. Montgomery? <laughs> that's tough. Yeah, see? It, right? <laughs> and Ty Montgomery is going to be limited. I mean, Ty Montgomery is going to get his 12 They're the same players. players. They're, yeah. they're essentially you're, the same player. You hit it on the head. You're right. But who's in the better offense? Ty Montgomery. Yeah, so and he's, he going, edge, right? he's going uh, 45th overall, and McCaffrey's going 28th overall. So I'll take uh, Ty Montgomery if I'm trying to draft someone does the same. Just because we had that conversation. Even, look, even if McCaffrey, if, even if we think McCaffrey's better than Ty Montgomery. The, Which he is. The 18, whatever, 17 pick difference. Yeah. I'll take I'll take Ty Montgomery. Just because we're, he's in that conversation, we have yeah. to take Ty Montgomery, right? Exactly. All right. Um I guess tomorrow we'll find out about Ezekiel Elliott, so I'll bring him up tomorrow. Um, all right, so let's move on to wide receivers. Why did I say it like that? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> you're hunting for wabbits. <laughs> wide receivers. Um, so this is kind of uh, – you're going to hate me for this. Um, Des Bryant. I like Des Bryant a lot, and you know I do. I know. That's why I'm bringing him up. Okay. Um I don't know if Dak Prescott's going to be throwing it to him a lot this year. I feel like uh, everyone's saying that he's going to be a touchdown machine this year. He's going to, you know, have his best season so far. But Tez Bryant never finishes the season healthy. Cole Beasley, I think, outperformed him last year as far as receptions versus Des Bryant. I'm sure Des Bryant had more targets, but I don't know. I don't believe him being number eight overall, um, number eight wide receiver off the board. I think is a little high. Give me some, give me some guys that are going after him. Amari Cooper. I'd take Des Bryant. I would too. T. Y. Holden. Because of Luck's status, I would take Des Bryant. I'm taking T. Y. Holden. I feel like he's even uh, with even without Luck. I think eventually Luck's gonna play. Yeah. Like maybe week two, three. It's fine. I'm still taking T. Y. Holden over him. I'm taking the upside of Brandon Cooks too. We're nuts. I I disagree. I think this is gonna be a really good look. In 2015, Des was injured. I understand the injury is a concern. Um, and you definitely take that into play, but you can't bank on the injuries that he's having aren't injuries, aren't the same injuries. It's not like he has a toe issue that he's been out for the last two years. Like Sammy Watkins, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I mean, this isn't like it's just like Keenan Allen. He's fragile, right? He, he's like a porcelain doll. <laughs> he seems fragile, but they're different injuries. You know, right? It could be arm, the leg, right, right. But it's porcelain doll. <laughs> it could break any know. point. Yeah, I guess you, you and Christian have this theory i don't agree with but i mean people are built differently yeah i mean your knees are bad and my knees are great we're the same age i've never been in the hospital that's true me neither okay well do you have any that, cavities one i don't have any cavities i don't brush my teeth as often as i should <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah i mean does like i was saying does bryant yes he missed some games in 2015 he missed a few games in 2016 um but 
in those, you know, even last year he missed three games and he still had eight touchdowns. But before that, he had double-digit touchdowns three years in a row from 2012 to 2014. I know that was two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. But when he plays 16 games, he gets double digits. Yeah. The past two years, he hasn't had over 1,000 yards. No. And he hasn't finished a f- season since 2014. So I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm buying into that. He's fully healthy. He's coming to the season Every healthy. year, he's fully healthy. And then he gets <laughs> injured. And then he's not playing the, the whole time. All right. I mean, I believe in his talent. If he could play a full season, sure. Yeah, he's worth it. I just don't see it happening. Okay. Um, so the next guy I want to talk about is, do you have anyone, Dale? Kind of Jarvis Landry? Yeah. Let's... I'm kind of on that one. I don't know. <laughs> I love Jarvis Landry. He's been amazing the first five years of his career, but that's with Ryan Tannehill. Um, different guy out back there now. Now, we got some emails about Jarvis Landry, actually. Okay. Shoot him. Shoot, no, the people. <laughs> Shoot the people who gave us an email. Um, yeah, so what are we doing with Jarvis Landry, and why are we just – did we just jump on the hype train in Devontae Parker like everybody else, or why are we – are we low on Jarvis Landry because we're high on Devontae Parker? No, we're high on Devontae Parker because he's the most likely guy to succeed in that offense. Eddie Royal never did anything – with Jay Cutler back there. Now, he rolls he, a fine slot. He, he was somebody. But he wasn't worth, he, he, he wasn't Jarvis Landry. No, he's not Jarvis. Okay, fine, but... No, no, no I'm on board with you. I know what okay. you're saying. I'm just saying he didn't put up numbers like Jarvis Landry. He right. was good, but he didn't put up numbers. Right, he was like 500 yards for the season, you know, maybe a couple touchdowns. Right. It's going to be the same thing for Jarvis Landry. He doesn't target him. He's not going to target him. It's the same offense that they had last year, but Jay Cutler's eyes don't go to the center of the field. They go for Devontae Parker's wide open, you know huge wingspan that he has over there. Um, I love Jarvis Landry. Don't get me wrong. Jarvis Landry is one of my favorite receivers in the NFL. Top five for me yeah. as far as skill set goes. But I'm looking more at the guy that's throwing the ball to him, and I just don't see him targeting him. If he does, great. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Jay Cutler targeted Eddie Royal 100 times or more in two seasons. Um, never surpassed 1,000 yards. I kind of think that's kind of what Jarvis Landry could be a, you know, a 90 target guy with, I don't know, 600 yards and three or four touchdowns. That's really sad because he was amazing yeah. in the first five years of his career, yeah. four years. Yeah. I mean, quarterbacks play a big part in wide receivers, uh, stats. And so contract <laughs> for him is going to be, is going to hurt him a little bit this year. Um, so we kind of agree on that. I mean, yeah. honestly, Jarvis Landry is going, 22nd wide receiver off uh, 22nd wide receiver off the board and I can I feel more comfortable taking someone like Emmanuel Sanders as a 64th wide uh, person off the board even Jameson Crowder I'm moving yeah. even Kelvin Benjamin Kelvin Benjamin I'm just not right now I just don't feel comfortable taking Jarvis Landry as my number two wide receiver yeah okay I agree okay. we don't talk about Brandon Marshall enough I don't think we should he's not <laughs> worth it He's had a pretty mediocre, subpar preseason so far. He's not on the same page as Eli Manning, and he, he's unhealthy. He'll be fine. His talent level, like we said, he's two years removed from being having being the top uh, touchdown the touchdown leader among wide receivers. He is going to an offense where Eli Manning, yes, is he is he Aaron Rodgers? No, but he is definitely serviceable and will feed his wide receivers just fine. Even now, Odell Beckham could be out a couple games. I think that helps uh, Marshall a lot. 
with establishing the rapport and confidence between Eli Manning and him, he has a really good shot of landing inside top 15 wide receivers. Right now he's going, where's he going right now? He's going as the 30th wide receiver off the board, 67 overall. Yeah. I mean, I would take, I would take him over Stefan Diggs over Larry Fitzgerald. Oh yeah. Those are no brainers. I can't believe that's actually happening. I, I, I think there's a little more upside with uh, Brandon Marshall versus Larry Fitzgerald and Stefan Diggs. But that's about it. Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins, I guess he's on my undraftables list right. as well. Like right. He's going to the 53rd, wide receiver, 53rd player off the board. I think that's a bit high. And I like Brandon Marshall better than Jarvis Landry. Yep. So, I mean. Mm, did I say right? yet? Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> right there. I mean, that, that puts him in the top 25 drafted. So um, Top 25 wide receivers. Right, yeah. That's what I mean. Sorry. So, I like Brandon Marshall a lot. Yeah. I don't disagree. Um, actually I do disagree. I think not that much. I think, yeah, I guess 25 is okay. I can see him as a high end wide receiver. Three is fine. I agree with that. Yeah. Low end or wide receiver two. High end wide receiver three. Yeah. Okay. You just want to disagree. (laughs) You're trying to do everything you can (laughs) to not agree. (laughs) Um, so I guess the next thing we're going to talk about is I think we should move on to tight ends unless there's someone else you want sure. to talk about. No, let's talk about some tight ends. I think the only one that's really undraftable for me is Rob Gronkowski. He's the first tight end off the board, 20th overall, so you're taking me in the second round. I'm not doing that, man. I don't think anyone should if you want to have a winning team. You can get Travis Kelsey. He's the 30th player off the board, and I think they'll he might outproduce Rob Gronkowski this year. I'll give you a little tidbit. You know who is not drafting Rob Gronkowski in the second round? Anybody who's ever drafted Rob Gronkowski. Yep. Every year, they just hurt you. <laughs> I have dra- I drafted Rob. I drafted him last year in the second round, thinking, hey, I'm going to get on board with everybody else cashing in. And, of course, he got injured and he killed my team, and I will never do that again. Yeah, I'm in a two-tight end league, and I took Dwayne Allen instead of Rob Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> Robert Krowski. That's <laughs> 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 his cousin. Uh, um, another guy I kind of want to talk about, since we kind of agree too much on Rob, is uh, Greg Olson. He's a third tight end off the board and uh, 47 overall. And I feel like this is the year he kind of drops off. Um, with Christian McCaffrey probably playing more of you know the short end type of guy, I think he's going to eat up a lot of Greg Colson's um, actual receptions. Yeah, with, Cal- with especially with Kelvin Benjamin, a whole other year with Cam, uh, he's going to be a red zone threat. He's a big body guy that Greg Olson is. But I think Kelvin is just younger and more athletic and, well, he hasn't. He didn't look athletic. I think he's lost weight since beginning of uh, camp. Who? Kelvin Benjamin. You shouldn't talk about people's weight, Dale. He was pretty That's fat. rude. <laughs> you talk about wine all the time. <laughs> Only burritos. <are> <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, all these tight ends. I'm not going to elaborate on a lot of this because I think all these tight ends are being drafted a little too soon. I don't think there's a lot of value in drafting tight ends early. If I could stream tight end, I wish that was a thing, and I wish I could, but it's just not deep enough. It is pretty deep. A lot of people are streaming tight ends. That was a, that's a big thing, is it? Yes. I mean, let's say everyone owns one tight end this year. So, like, g- give me who's like the 18th tight end off the board? Austin Hooper. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's my luck. I do like Austin Hooper, uh, but I mean, even well, somebody well, like okay, well, look at it like this: Kobe Fleener last year was taken as a fifth tight end off the board about it was a lot of hype on him behind him he's a 16th tight end off the board um you can stream him you can stream cambray who burrito is extremely high on is taking him over the rookie they just drafted julius thomas who has proven to be 
a very good tight end with a good quarterback, and now he's going into an offense where he's going to be featured more. Right. So, I mean, they're, they're, streaming a tight end is a thing. I mean, Vance McDonald is going to Ben Roethlisberger where he does like his tight ends enough to make him viable against the right matchup. Dale's yawning. Hold for that. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's just a little... It's just a little iffy. Eric Ebron is going as the 13th tight end off the board. So if everyone just drafts one tight end, you can get Eric Ebron. But unfortunately, the guy who drafts Travis Kelsey goes and drafts somebody like Martellus Bennett three yeah. rounds later and screws everybody up. Yep, and then you kind of have to take it. Let's, let's just get this. Look, this is not going to be much of a subject, but O.J. Howard should not be drafted. He should not be drafted. I agree with that. I don't think any rookie tight end should be drafted no. ever. No. From now again, I am not a football player, believe it or not, and I don't know. The... He weighs as much as a football player. What? Wait, shut up. Um, some, yeah. yeah, yeah, I do. I know, yeah, like I... a kicker. Yeah. Or like a... <laughs> um, that wasn't trying to be mean, Dale. No, it was pretty mean. <laughs> but the NFL scheme is really hard for a tight end to pick up. So uh, most tight end rookie tight ends just don't grasp the scheme and the offense as quick as they need to. So they struggle a little bit, especially in the passing game. OJ Howard is a good blocking tight end. He's very, um, he's very talented from Alabama, but he's not going to be heavily involved in the passing game. Look I for agree. Cameron Bright there, and Cameron Bright is actually going after OJ Howard in way a lot of drafts. After kind of going undrafted. That's pretty crazy. Cameron yeah. Bright should be drafted way before O.J. Howard. Dynasty is a whole different story. If you're playing Dynasty, O.J. Howard could very well be a good pickup, somebody to hold on to, but beyond that. Yeah, I'm all on board the Hunter Henry train. He's a once-in-a-millennium type of tight end. <laughs> Where'd you read that? I just made it up right now. <laughs> He's going to be one of the best ever. Yeah. Are you going to say that about him too? <laughs> I, he outperformed Antonio Gates, who is the best ever after Antonio Gonzalez. Who? Tony Gonzalez. What did I say? <laughs> Called him Antonio Gonzalez. <laughs> it's okay. I can say that. I'm, we're both in the same place. <laughs> He's actually my cousin. Yeah, I bet you his mom calls him Antonio Gonzalez. If it's probable, yes. Yeah. His name's probably Anthony. Oh, yeah. That's short. Yeah. I, isn't he? He's not. He's not white. No, he's Hispanic. Yeah. So it, it could be Antonio. It could be Antonio, but it's probably Anthony. Maybe. Well, I'm gonna. Can we pause really quick and? Uh, Tony Gonzalez, real name. What if his real name is Tony? Or... Yeah, that would be mean, right? Tony Gonzalez. Let's see. Anthony. I told you. I know it. I know my Cubans. I don't know if he's Cuban. Uh, he, let's see. It doesn't say what he is. Uh, oh, his nationality is American. Oh, shit. Aren't we all American? <laughs> um, let's see. Gonzalez is known for his durability. Okay, I'm not going to read his. Oh, wait, hold on. Date of birth. No, he's from California. He played for the Kansas City Chiefs. If anyone wants to know, Atlanta Falcons. Okay, never mind. This is okay. boring. Yep. Sorry. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I can't, like, that kind of does it with our uh, untractables list. Yeah, I think that was kind of fun. That was a good episode. Um, we kept it under. Well, look at that. We're like right around forty minutes now. That's not bad. No, that's pretty good. Here's Babble. We didn't do like a um, we didn't do like a we are the blank blank of fantasy football today. We are the. No, we see we're we are the Miami Dolphins of fantasy football. <laughs> we're on the brink. We're like so close of being good, but everybody knows that we suck and, and we're going to suck for a long time. All the free you bring on board are great. <laughs> <laughs> all right. 
Um, I guess we'll leave it at that. We appreciate everybody listening again. If you need to find us on Twitter, it's Eat Sleep FF. Everywhere else, just search for Eat Sleep Fantasy. Uh, EatSleepFantasy.com is our website. Did we miss any ads? No. No, we're good today. Okay, cool. Yeah. And we, I do have a new studio. So if you hear it sounding a little bit better, that's because it's all set up. It looks good. I have a nice Eat Sleep Fantasy poster hung up. And I have the mic set up, the mixer, all the soundboard. Okay, all we're, you're just trying to eat up time, Dale. For Armando <laughs> Crespo, I'm Dale. Thanks for listening. And we will talk to you guys tomorrow. Have a great night or evening or morning. Eat sleep fantasy. Eat sleep fantasy.